Survivor at Home podcast. My name is Jordan. I'm here with Andrew, and we're excited to uh, launch the Survivor at Home podcast, where we'll chat about each week's episode of Survivor, uh, some strategy, some things we pick up from each of the players, some of the new twists that come out in the game as well. We're super excited to kind of cover this, and we want to introduce as well who we are. And so Andrew, my colleague here, came up with a, a game for some friends in the Toronto area called Survivor at Home, where we do just that play Survivor online um, a couple of times throughout the pandemic. It's been a chance to bring friends, some family together, play a little fun competitive game of Survivor, some broken hearts at times. Um, and I was fortunate enough to get to play a couple of those seasons, be a champion at one, which was very exciting. And we're, uh, we're excited for this opportunity to, yeah, open up our thoughts on Survivor. And one of the things that we want to dedicate um, in this show is having having guests join us each week. We want to highlight a different different guest that's played Survivor at home, hopefully, or knows about it uh, and is a friend that can share their thoughts on each week's episode. And so, Andrew, welcome. We're excited to get this going. Yeah, awesome, Jordan. Yeah, it's this is really fun. Obviously, we're big Survivor fans, and as you said, during the pandemic, uh, pretty cool to start something like Survivor at home to play this just a fun game based on Survivor, but really to bring people get together in community online uh, who love Survivor. And really, I mean, those weekends were crazy. They were exhausting, but uh, really felt like a lot of people who didn't even know each other before, for the most part, really formed this kind of community, which I imagine is is a glimpse of of the real thing. So just very honored to have done that a couple of times. And we actually have a fourth event. We call it a season coming up. In January the 21st and 22nd, if anyone's interested, survivoratHome.com. But we thought we'd start a podcast just to talk about this new season, Survivor Season 41. It's been a little while, again, because of the pandemic. This this COVID pandemic has affected the world, and it still is. And and obviously, people have died. Many people have died. Um, And in addition to that, just the isolation, right? The 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 loneliness. Um, And and I remember just. Uh, season 40 winners at war how meaningful that was that was just near the start of the pandemic and yet every week on wednesday nights so many people would tune in to survivor 40 winners at war and it was special it really like because of the circumstances that were happening in our world people found that as a as a refuge in their week to to just kind of escape uh, from the realities of the pandemic and it's been hard man like it's been hard for me personally Many people I know uh, with my work, you know, here in the city of Toronto, um, struggling as well, uh, family members, uh, you know, struggling. And so to have a, a show like Survivor that we just love so much to be able to recreate a game like that and now to be able to talk about it is is pretty cool. And and I think coming out of that, coming out of this, you know, something that's been on my heart, even with creating the, the event was just to bring community to people to restore and some some kind of healing where this clearly shows we're not meant to live this way right to be isolated like this yeah um and and what better way to unite uh than than survivor and obviously everyone has their 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 thing you know as as football or it's whatever you know there's a hundred different million different things music that unite us but the game of survivor for those that know the game that love the game that haven't just watched seasons one and two but really know the game and have tracked with it. Um, it really is. It's a community. And so just wanted to continue talking about that. This is just for fun. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, you know, how, how, how do you feel yeah. kind of coming out of the pandemic and the show's back on after a year and a half? What, what do you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, you mentioned it. the last time we saw Survivor was, was season 40 at the beginning of the pandemic. And that was a moment also of you don't know what's going on. But Survivor gets to be kind of a constant there, and for me, for me personally, season forty kind of reignited a bit of a, a a love for Survivor, where I went back and studied a couple of the the previous seasons just out of intrigue, because a lot of the a lot of the earlier seasons, probably before season twenty, I was too young to really have any recollection of watching them or, or seeing them, and got to go back and enjoy that, see how the game has evolved, and really when we talk about moving into this episode, episode one of season forty one it feels like the same game and it feels like a completely new game at the same time while keeping the principles of survivor it uh it's been something to look forward to and and they've clearly added in some twists that we'll get into that uh in a couple of moments here 
but it's been it's been really cool to to anticipate this coming back uh, try to avoid any spoilers online uh, and get to watch the episodes in in real time or close to real time and keep up with the season so i'm really excited for us to to get this going and as you mentioned survivor at home the community that that came through that is incredible um, and we've seen kind of friendships either be reignited or built um, and a little community. And really the biggest thing with something like that, it's it's an event, it's an experience that you had with a group of people. Uh, and you'll kind of always hold that and you can um, have that sense of camaraderie, even if you go weeks, months, years, even without really chatting with those people, you still have that experience and can um, can re- relive that at some point. Definitely. Yeah, it, you're right. It shows us, uh, for me personally, coming out of this, reminding me that we are, it showed me this is not the way we're meant to live. There's something about us as, as human beings that we are supposed to live life together um, mm-hmm. and not alone. Um, and you mentioned relationships, just touch real quickly too. There's a certain special relationship that formed because of the Survivor at Home event as well during the pandemic. Why don't you tell the audience about that? Absolutely, yeah. So uh, playing Survivor at Home season two, not only did I get the chance to to win the game, but coming out of that, um, uh, one of the contestants, Karen, and I built uh, a relationship and have been going strong for uh, just over six months now, which has been um, an incredible, incredible experience to get to, uh, yeah, to get to build such a special relationship and, and be dating now for for this amount of time. It's been really, really special. And we've, um, yeah, it's, it's cool how Survivor brought a life-changing experience literally um for us together and uh and see the uh the memories that we've made and the way we've yeah built our lives um with each other for the last last six months now amazing so, so thank you obviously... to survivor at home for that yes exactly so anyone listening um <laughs> not a guarantee but maybe if you play in our next survivor at home event in january survivor at home.com again um you never know you might meet someone that you'll end up in a relationship with so very cool very excited for you and karen um would love to hear from her actually you know in the coming weeks as you mentioned we're hoping to have various guests various friends who some of them i mean i mean most of them are are huge survivor fans some of them most of them know a lot more than me maybe not you you're pretty smart from what i remember but um that we're looking forward to that as well having having some of our guests and friends on in the coming weeks just to debrief the season the real show survivor season 41 um, so why don't we get into it? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Jeff opened up this season talking uh, talking and asking about a, a rating system, one to 10, how much excitement did all the players have for coming into Survivor? And you you heard some cool stories The contestant talked about, some contestants talked about how COVID has really affected their family. I think there were two or three that mentioned a family member that they've lost in the last year mm. um, and a couple of those to the virus. Um, I remember one or two were, were were not to do necessarily with the virus, but still came along in the last year or so. Um, but out of one to 10, Andrew, what do you think this premiere hit? Oh, man. I'm not just saying this because we're doing this. I, I would give it a, a, a 10 out of 10 for sure. I, a 10, can I give it 11? John Wani, our friend, he, he texted me asking the same. <laughs> Is it even a, maybe an 11? I loved it, man. I, I loved everything about it. Certainly it's, it's some of that is just coming out of the pandemic that it's been this long since we've had survivor on, but I've, uh, my wife and I, Stephanie, who played and who's a huge fan of survivor as well and survivor at home. She uh, has always said, she's a big fan of big brother and the bachelor and uh, especially in big brother, they, they do such a good job at, at drawing the audience in at not just the gameplay, but kind of the added layers and you can pay to watch the extra bits online and she's always said to me, survivors got to do this. They got to kind of break the fourth wall a bit and show some more of the behind the scenes, you know, just not, not every time, but just give us a sense, like what's going on there. Right. Cause people say, Oh, it's not a real show or I don't know. It's fake. Or how do you put that together? So I, I, I loved it. I loved seeing Jeff at the start talking. He hides the idol. He gives you, he, he invites the kids to watch. We had our kids watch for the first time actually, which is pretty cool. Um, and although we didn't want them to stay up that late, but they heard us and they came down. So anyway, it is what it is. And you have that, you have, the, you see it sh- different times, the camera shots, uh, the camera crew, you see the crew, how many people were there? Like 40. some of the opening scenes had yeah. that. Some of the opening scenes had the camera crew exactly. right there. And it just, I found it was like a different, 
the show was at a different pace. It was fast paced from the production side of things. Um, not necessarily the gameplay uh, yet because it's episode one, but the production was fast paced and we were kind of moving to different um, different elements of the game. And they they did a good job of this is episode one of a new version of this game. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. I'd give this a, a 10 out of 10 in terms of the being the premiere episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it drew you into, I want to see more of this. And one of the things, one of the biggest complaints about Survivor, as you mentioned, is not getting enough of the content outside of challenges and outside of tribal. And we had a long time where we just got to see the contestants sitting there chatting. Sometimes it was strategy, sometimes it was life. But we got to hear from, we and a lot of them got highlighted as well, which I think was a cool um thing to set up in in episode one yeah did they normally do i couldn't i was thinking that is that normally do they capture the stories of so many people because it did it felt like they they really i don't give a lot of time to i don't think they do thinking back to thinking back to season 40 because season 40 also had a two-hour episode but two people got eliminated in that two-hour episode so it was welcome everyone challenge tribal challenge tribal end of episode and right as opposed to this with the double tribal right away with the with the double tribal at the end but you had um the small challenge at the beginning off the boat and then you had the uh, what was after the boat you had the three uh, the triangle challenge or the or the water challenge and then you had the three guys leave camp and then you had the other the the immunity challenge and then it went to tribal but it was it didn't feel like we had all that packed into it it just it flowed really well and also you got to hear a lot of conversation which was um, which is cool. That's a, I think that's a complaint about Survivor a lot of times. You don't get to see the contestants interacting to understand what's actually going on behind the scenes. Right. I loved it. I agree. 10 out of 10. Yeah. For those that are listening, we'd be, we'd be interested to hear mm-hmm. you guys. What do you think? 10 out of 10. You can message us yeah. as well. Survivor at home at gmail.com. Um, so in that, that kickoff uh, challenge, we're introduced to everyone. We're on the boat. Uh, Jeff is there. Uh, he asked some some good thoughtful questions to kind of kick the season off as well, kind of just on the, the personal side of things. And then we have the uh, Ua tribe. When am I saying that right? Ua, Ua, Ua. Ua yep. Ua. Ua. Um, Ua. Uh, winning. We'll, we'll that... get it. We got a couple more episodes with them. Yeah, that's right. Ua winning the first uh, challenge, and then you see how those other two tribes then pre- being presented with the this kind of uh, uh, you know choose one of the two. That you got the triangle. What do, you, what do you what do you call it the the sweat in the savvy is that what it was savvy savvy versus savvy sweat. versus sweat and they have the, yeah. the timer and they're given the option to do one or the other i want to hear your take on that uh, for the, the losing two tribes uh yeah what, what did you think which would and which one yeah. would you have chosen i think that uh who was it Vo- david voci was was on it when he was like i don't want to be separated from my tribe i don't want to be dead tired off of our first challenge i would have been a proponent to push to do the savvy challenge and have everyone counting counting how many triangles are on that because the physical endurance they went through to do the water into the barrels is it, it looked incredible and then also you saw the the bad side of it one bad side of it was that four people on your tribe the majority are starting on something else, but in theory are talking to each other and building relationships. And if they're not strategizing, they're not strategizing, but they are building those relationships. And that's the base of, of having people to work with in the game of survivor. Um, and then on the other end, Danny and uh, Deshaun take a couple of minutes. I don't know if they're resting or if they are looking for advantages or idols, but Nasir catches them. And now all of a sudden the first kind of rift of the game happens. It proved to be in this episode a little bit inconsequential because that tribe did not go to tribal. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't matter in the end, but now you have a rift of Danny and Deshaun look like they're searching for idols. And then they get told that that, that Nasir went back and kind of tattled on them. And now they don't trust him. He doesn't trust them. And there's, once you put that foot in the door of a rocky relationship, how are you going to go from there? How's that going to be? built up and lucky for them they won uh they won the immunity challenge so it didn't really matter and they can kind of swipe that under the under the rug to say but that would have been a very interesting thing what would you have chosen savvy or sweat well that's a good question i didn't know my wife steph was saying after that i think they had the four is it four hours in the time 
times mm-hmm. left. They she only said had four they had hours, four hours for the triangle savvy event as well. So I, because I said initially, all oh, that triangle puzzle is the uh, survivor. The official account on Twitter posted that. So I started to do it. And I'm like, this, this actually is hard because each triangle yeah. within the triangle, like, and then there both sides that are a triangle. So it would have been hard. And then she goes, Steph goes, well, that would be, you have four hours to look at that. And I may have missed four that. Four hours and you've. Well, just one guess, but still you, you can, can talk together, mm-hmm. right? As a tribe. So you four, have four hours, hours and six people. Six people. I feel like, I feel like four hours. You got to do that. Um, mm-hmm. You got to get that because you're right. If you like, otherwise, you had this scenario where two people really are on the outs from the get go. Which Jeff posted again a question on social media about that, like a, a different kind of take, but similar. Where he said, you know, if there's a puzzle right off the bat, do you nominate yourself. You know, is it worth the risk early on? And so that was interesting yeah. seeing the one tribe, as the guy was saying. Um, you know, sorry, what's his name again? I'm still learning. Vochi. Uh, Vochi, uh, yes, Vochi. How he said, you know, I I know this is not what you're supposed to do, but what do you do when they're like talking about it? You don't also then want to be the one that's shutting down the group idea. Uh, but certainly, I would yeah. never ever nominate myself to do something where I don't have the numbers right off the bat. Like the most inconsequential yeah. things, as even in our Survivor at Home game, just the littlest things. Someone just throws out, hey, this person's, uh, you know, uh, when they're talking, they're just a bit rude. Okay, let's all vote them out. Like, everyone just yep. wants something yep. to pick. So, that, like, that's so easy. It's like, hey, these two guys, like, well, they're on their mm-hmm. own. They're probably strategizing. You know, they're going to try and build their case. So, let's vote one of them out, right? I would never, ever <laughs> nominate myself early on for something like that to pick my, you know, to put myself on on a two versus four uh, numbers. Um and then as you said, with, this, okay. go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, as you say, this also caused my first eyebrow raise when Abraham, who looks like one of the more physical guys out there, doesn't do that challenge. Um, if I'm sitting out there, I'm, well, I might be doing it because there's three guys on each tribe. So I've got a, and they were, it was four guys who did the challenge. So I probably have a, a two out of three chance to be doing it. But um, Abraham looks like one of the most physically strong guys on his tribe there's only three of them on that tribe and he looks like one of the two strongest right and he doesn't do it uh that was my first kind of eyebrow raise right um, but wasn't it, wasn't, singular it Zan- player. wasn't it xander that said wasn't xander the one that kind of lobbed the idea and then didn't he point to uh Vochi, is that his name sorry uh, uh yeah, why yeah. I, I, Vo- I think Vochi, he did yeah. it why seemed did like a soft him? it seemed like a soft voluntold okay because it seemed like on the, uh, as I was watching, it seemed almost like he's like I I'll, I could do it, and you look like you could do it. And so, what do you say in that mm-hmm. scenario? Like, um, I, I was yeah. actually wondering, would you would you say? Because even in his little uh, video aside, Vochi was saying, you know, this is not something I would do. I wondered if he was going to say, guys, I got to be honest, I don't want to do something where I'm. It's just the two of us and you four are going to camp just to be, you know put your cards on the table but would that have been unwise had he said that i think you gotta it's it's less about one of that's one of the things about survivor it's less about what you say and it's more about how one person reacts to it because if everyone if you say that and the first person who reacts to it goes yeah i totally understand that everyone will follow them but if the first person goes i don't like that then at least one other person is going to follow them and now you're in trouble and so it's that like he's has to play it really safe. Right. I think he's got to play that really safe and not go against the grain because if you go against it and someone pushes back, now you've locked heads and that's not going to be that's not going to be fun. It's the it, the first 5 minutes of camp are fascinating in Survivor and that's yeah. another example of it. Isn't that the coolest thing about this game is that you can talk forever for every podcast every season 41 seasons now of this and we've done our event at home uh about like what's the winning strategy but it there's so many factors like there's so many variables and we'll get into this but i was as i was watching various players uh playing um you know we had uh uh, shan right on the ua tribe the way that she came out she says she's she's a pastor Mm -hmm. like i so i work at a church too and with a youth organization in toronto um, trying to like make connections with everyone. I, I said to my wife, I would, I would do that. That would be my strategy. I think would be to try and build bridges with everyone, but that could 
burn you. All it takes is one person to say, hey, uh, I saw Andrew going around talking to everyone. Done. You're gone. First one voted out very easily. It seems like for her, that didn't happen. It seemed like she was actually no. able just to connect with different people. But yeah, isn't that, isn't that so interesting about the show that you can one season, you know, I, I have red hair. I talked about, uh, you know, would a redhead ever win? And we saw a redhead win a couple seasons ago um, uh, with the teacher who's, why am I forgetting his name? Tommy. Tommy, right? And he when he played even this very friendly game. And that's, again, similar to how I might perceive myself playing, but I don't think he would win most seasons. But that season, that strategy worked. Just being the friendly guy, being the relationships. Most seasons, someone might say, ah, he's like, everyone likes him. Like, he's, he's, a, he's you know, he's well-liked. He, he kind of doesn't burn any bridges. So let's vote him out. We don't want him at the end. Yeah. Anyway. It's the amazing thing of the conundrum is if you're controlling the game, you're in trouble because someone sees that and doesn't want that to happen. Yeah. But if you're not, you can also be in trouble because you're just out of control. I thought Shan, and we'll, we might talk about her a little bit later, but I thought she did a good job of being in control of what she's doing, but not controlling the whole game. Um, and those, those are two different things, but I think she's really in control and that being said, you know, w we've seen it a ton of times in survivor. One little mistake can cause you to be booted very quickly um on a strategy like that but she she did a really good job in this episode and i was really yeah. impressed well it seemed like she was listening she said this too like being a good listener because mm -hmm. the example i gave where someone goes around and tries to play you know everyone and be you know you've seen that but sometimes they get caught because they suggest something they're not maybe listening as well and so someone else will say hey i was talking to them they're like, wait you were talking to them too and they said this you know, I thought I was in alliance with them. So just she did seem to do that well, where she, even though she went to each person, she was listening. She just was posturing herself with, yeah. hey, like, I, I just want to know you. What do, what do you think? So that even if her name was thrown out, um, she probably could just make that defense. And and to some extent, I, I imagine most players, not every player, most players would do that. They would talk to everyone at some point. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I think, yeah, you, I think you have to, especially they're in tribes of six. So if you're not close with someone on your tribe, if you're not close with two people in your tribe, that's, that's 33% of that tribe. Like that's one third of the people you have to work that out. I was also going to say, Shan's a great example of that. A maybe not as great example on her own tribe. JR immediately is going around chatting with everyone, trying to build that. And right away, we see the red flag from Ricard who just has a has a confessional where he's talking about he does not like that he does not trust that um he sees him go around just kind of is trying to look straight through him and um an example of of one person doing that really well where they're talking to everyone and building those relationships and we get to see it on the edit and see it on the show and someone who is trying to do their best at it and yet their skepticism right away against yeah. them that's interesting. And I talked to you just before we, we hit record today about JR, like really likable guy, like just, you would love to hang out with him. You'd love to have him, you know, uh, you know, playing on your team, but in a game like survivor with a million dollars on the line, I really, I actually agree with Ricard hundred percent right away. He's like, I don't like the, did he say, did he use the word vibe or something like that? There's something about him. Not, not, yeah. a, not a bad guy, but just, just something about the way he's playing. It's just like, I don't know. What he's saying and then when he goes to tell that story it was it was awkward like the way he talked about yeah. coming back from the risk reward play it safe uh you know on that island he he just the way he spoke to me uh, if i were there yeah. and i heard him tell that story i would be like dude there's you're, something doesn't add up here like you're, you're just like it sounds legit but the way you're telling it makes it seem pretty obvious to me that you are hiding something Whereas the other two that came mm -hmm. back, and we can get to that, um, they just, it sounds like they pretty much just disclosed uh, the truth. Although I guess there was still kind of some twisting of it. But yeah, JR, this yeah. guy who who is very likable, who is friendly, but comes across, he just rubs someone the wrong way. And you're right, it just his name is thrown out. I, I thought he was going home, um, to be honest, uh, mm -hmm. that, that because of that, yeah. just the way he was uh, uh, pitching that. But um what do you yeah. think let's talk about this is the, one of those yeah go ahead yeah go ahead okay go. i was just that's one of those like if you're to put rules of the rules of playing a good game 
one of them for me is if you're going to lie, how are you going to do it? And how are you going to keep it close enough to the mm -hmm. truth? Um, Danny told coming out of that, that challenge, I guess we'll call it a challenge or that adventure. Danny comes back and he tells the whole truth. And mm -hmm. Danny's a very, very likable guy. He's playing the good guy here. I'm afraid it'll come off as night. It'll be, it'll prove itself to be naive to the game. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I'm afraid of. Cause I like Danny through one episode, but we'll see how that goes. Um, Xander does a really good job of, he told the truth, but then the, the actual result is different right. than what he told, yeah. Yeah. but they're not skeptical of him as him at all. And then we see those two be so good and so smooth. And then confessionals of their tribe mates saying they trust them and they believe them and all that. And then we go to JR who kind of stumbles through the story a little bit. We already know that someone doesn't necessarily trust him too much. And it, it, his lie seems like it's a little bit too much. And we'll see how, we'll see how that goes. I also think they didn't reveal that he chose risk until the, um, until the tribal until council. Tribal. We all, we all knew, like I knew he would choose risk. Although right. he said his decision was made up by eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Like uh, yeah, all of what, a great, decisions. what a great quote, eh? Yeah. The lasting yeah. quote out of this episode, for sure. Um, but I think we all knew he was going to choose risk, but they played it up like he might, he may, he might not. Um, but yeah, it just, it came, it came down to him not, uh, uh, not going for that. And then the other thing is he went on that because he drew rocks. Mm-hmm. Right. And a one in six shot. Right. His whole game could have been different because he he was pretty open that he wasn't the greatest thing that he wanted to go there and thought he wasn't going to go there and then went off on his own. And um, and hopefully that doesn't sink his game. He survived this episode, which is great. We'll see how it goes from there. Mm -hmm. I love that. Eh? It's interesting, again, just analyzing on a personal level how you would play it. And Jeff, again, has done a great job, the Survivor production team on social media asking the audience even before what would you do in a scenario like this i loved it it's seen someone like danny you know the ex uh, nfl player who says i i came here to play survivor make moves and for him making moves means putting yourself out there just nominating yourself whereas for me again in that scenario i would never nominate myself i i don't think but there's there's it's the risk reward and it uh, you know, it, it didn't really do anything for him, I guess, except for a couple connections, which could be valuable down the road. But I love that. I love just hearing for people what they think playing Survivor is all about. But certainly, as I've watched the show over the years, I have my my focus has changed. My strategy <laughs> planning has changed where I say, you know, what? at some point, you, you just have to make a plan and you have to go mm -hmm. for it. Right. Whatever that plan yeah. is. And that there are plans that are better than others. But you kind of got to go for it. Like uh, even with idols, you know, I used to criticize people when they would use an idol at a wrong time or waste, yeah, waste an idol. And now, again, over time, I'm like, you know what? If you make up your mind, I I'm going to have this idol. I'm going to make this play tonight. You, you just kind of go for it, right? And if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't go for it. But yeah. the alternative is just to kind of sit on your hands and then you get to the end and no one votes for you anyway because you don't do a big play. So even on day one, here yeah. you have Danny, this ex NFL player. He, he, I, I believe him. He nominated himself right away for the, um, or maybe it was Deshaun for that challenge with the buckets. I think his, with the, with oh the yeah, two barrels, yeah. I was right? gonna say his quote. His quote for the one where they left the tribe was uh, was something along the lines of, "If no one else is gonna do it, I'll do it." But yeah, he he would have. Um, he would have also volunteered himself for the bucket one. Yeah, but just that, just that willingness, right? And just to, just to self-nominate, just to put yourself like, yeah, sure. Like, I'm, yeah. I'll put the spotlight yeah. on myself. Um, and, and whereas other people would say, no, I would, I, I would wait, especially early on, day one, day two, yeah. day three. I would never do that. I thought that was cool. I thought it was cool to see him go and make that play, and put yourself out there, and who knows what's gonna happen? It's yeah. a survivor, right? So, um. It, yeah, I thought that was a really cool. And so uh, let's talk about that quickly for for that savvy and sweat. Um, is there is there a right decision in that scenario? You mean the risk or save it? Sorry, risk. Yeah, yeah, the risk or yeah. save your vote. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in the is there a right decision? I think you also have to, in my opinion, you've got to figure out what your other guys are going to do, because if I'm Jr. or Xander. I'm very happy that Danny's there because Danny is playing Mr. Nice Guy. 
uh, across with with everyone right now. He's playing that, and so they're lucky that he decided to go with the save it because then that gave them both that extra vote. If he had gone with risk it, that's a tough. That is a very tough decision mm -hmm. to make um, in that situation because losing your vote in a tribe of six is almost impossible. And if you don't have a vote, what do you come back and tell your tribe mates as well? Uh, I would have had a tough time with that one. I definitely would have had a tough time with that one because I would have want to go for it, get that extra vote. But if one person doesn't go rogue and save their vote, we all lose it. I, I really don't know what I'd do in that situation. I would be personally, I'd be reading the other people that I'm with. Uh, to make my decision because I can't make it solely on just what I want to do because if they want to do the same thing, it might screw me over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's a tough call, man. There, I mean, there is, I don't think there's a right call in that scenario. You're right. You read, you read the room, you, you, you kind of get a sense of those guys, but as they even said, like they were nice guys, but we just met and we're playing for a million dollars. So mm -hmm. it's so hard to know. Yeah. You want to be kind. You want to do what's, you know, right. Some camaraderie, um, but with a million dollars on the line, sometimes you just got to do what's right for you. And that's the great thing about Survivor. Yeah, yeah. It puts you in these scenarios. I was talking to someone today who doesn't know the game of Survivor at all and just explaining that how great it is, the, right? These social dynamics where you, you can build genuine relationships, but there's only one winner. As you know, when we played Survivor at home, yeah. you know, you had a great alliance all the way through, but in the end, only one of you wins. So how do you do that? In the that? end, you got to find a way. In the, in yeah. the end, you got to find a way. Um, you talked about JR coming back to and kind of lying. And we talked about him flubbing that story a bit. Um, do you not play that story in your head, the whole boat ride back so that you have it locked down? Cause it seemed like when he started to talk that he, it was like, he was making it up on the spot. How, how do you make that mistake on day, you know, one, I, two, three, man, I don't, I don't know. And I think a big part of, if you, in survivor you have to lie at times yeah but your lie in that situation has got to be so close to the truth because it's easier to keep up with that's i think xander was quoted as saying that i'll basically tell them the truth and accept that the finish is different i risked it and i'm going to get an extra vote mm -hmm. um, and he told us that right out right right out of the gate versus jr didn't approach it that way um, if you're going to lie in survivor you better do it well is is a huge rule uh, make it or at least make it believable and his was not the best out of the three it was the out of the three who came back with nothing in their hands because they were all expected to come back with rice and they came back with nothing in their hands he did not do a good job of explaining it out versus danny and xander both no did, even he though watched they were empty-handed at least he the way watched they it, it. Yeah. i thought he did a terrible job yeah. Uh, yeah. i would love to talk to some people who've played the game uh, been on the island just that mm -hmm. element of lying because it happens every day, but you see, you see, and there's a couple of seasons yeah. ago where someone, I forget, I think it was Tony confronted someone and they asked them, you know, Hey, were you talking to someone at the well this morning? Like how, how often do you have to lie and how hard is it? Like, do they, and in the screening, does Jeff and does the, you know, Mark Burnett, does, did the team, um, although I'm sure it's not Jeff and Mark Burnett in every you know interview, but do they actually screen people and, and kind of test them on their ability to lie? Cause those are the kind of scenarios oh. that would happen really day in and day out and your ability to to convincingly tell people one story that may not be true i i of all the things that i would struggle with on the show apart from not you know lack of food missing your family i think that piece of just yeah. constantly having to lie and tell convincing lies i would it would be hard man i, I think i would really I struggle with it just like you like you just come right up to my face and be like okay what, what did you guys talk about you know, if I'm not on my game and I, I respond kind of like JR did, where it's like, well, um, you, you know, we, 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 you know, as soon as you do that, like that's, you, you can tell like, so, and Tony would say like, I, he's yeah. like, I'm a police officer. I could tell or Sarah, the Cena, I could tell they're, yep. they're lying. Right. So yeah. I would be paranoid about there's that a, all the time. There's a classic scene in one of the first episodes of season 40 with Boston, Rob and Ben, where, uh, Boston Ben says, Oh, I heard your name thrown out. And as soon as he says that, Rob's immediately on him. Who did it? Who was it? How yeah. did they do that? 
and Ben has the confessional going on at the same time. It was one of the best scenes in the entire season. I remember that. And yeah. Ben just goes, okay, Rob, here you go. Blah, and just like blurts it all out in front of him and goes, all right, now he's got all my information. Now he knows everything that I did. And it was um, a classic scene, but the socially adept players will pick up on a lie and just figure out the best way to, to bring it out. And uh, we'll see if someone can pick up on it, on it here or how this affects the future. Yeah. And that's, I mean, maybe a question for another time, but if you were to get on the show, you know, and anyone that's listening, if you, you know, is there a way to practice that? Or, or are there certain people that just are better liars and not just like, yeah. you know, a white lie, but like a full on, I'm going to make up a whole story and stick by it and then back it up later when someone else asks me about it, uh, man, day in and day out without food, without sleep, with the stress of the game, that that fascinates me that people can do that and i'm sure there's been times we maybe haven't even seen it where people plans have been spoiled because someone just cracks they're like i just i just you know i couldn't i couldn't pull myself yeah. together to say it convincingly in that moment and someone was like oh I, I feel like this guy's lying to me or this girl's lying to me right now but i love it i love it yeah <laughs> it's really really interesting oh, man yeah. And it'll be, it's interesting to see who picks up as the who are the lie detectors and who can pick right. up on if someone's not telling the truth and what do they do with that information if they, if they suspect, or if they know that someone's not telling the truth. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's move on uh, Jordan to hmm. some of the other gameplay. So uh, we had the, the challenge then, right. A pretty epic immunity challenge. Yeah. And again, Jeff just throwing a new twist in many new twists in the season. Um, where he's saying only one team wins, right? And so you have the two losing teams going right to tribal. Um, I think that's a pretty big shock on day one or on the first couple of days, uh, episode one for people. Yeah. But what did you think of that challenge? That pressure? Uh, and, and just the, the loss piece. Of, and, yeah. Yeah. The pressure of like that um, having to come first in a three team, in a three team challenge is a lot. And um, the lost piece on the puzzle, man, I'm, I would call myself maybe mediocre at puzzles, not amazing, but I wouldn't say I'm bad at puzzles either. It would take a lot for me to step in challenge one and do a puzzle uh, for sure. It, I, I don't know if I'd want to put that pressure on me. I will run, I will push a sled that is hundreds of pounds. I will crawl through sawdust. Uh, but I don't know if I want to put the pressure because the puzzle is always the last Thing. And what percentage if of all challenges that are structured that way, where there are a relay race of some sort or a race of some sort, and then a puzzle, I wonder what percentage of those challenges and, and the puzzle decides it. So one team has the lead going into mm -hmm. the puzzle and either loses it outright or basically loses it, but still ends up winning. How many of those are decided? Oh, man, on I mean, we've seen, a, we've seen a lot of those in the last few seasons where yeah. team has been way behind and then comes back in a, in a puzzle. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I would yeah. never nominate myself. The blue team, the blue team today, um, uh, uh, Luvu, they did that slide right. with the, or the sled. They did that twice, basically. They brought it all the way down to the end. And then Jeff gave them the old, nope, you got to go back. They go all the way back, fix that sandbag. I know. And Nasir like was in trouble, man. If they messed that up, he was, oh, if he lost, man. He, was he was going home. He was in real. Yeah. That, that was the third um, of the episode. That was the third example of you better be paying attention to detail in Survivor. Another kind of rule of good gameplay in Survivor, mm -hmm. pay attention to detail. You had the Yellow Tribe missed their paddle at the beginning. You had Tiffany in the episode. <laughs> quite a funny scene where they freeze framed it and highlighted exactly where they hid the yeah um hid the advantage the the immunity advantage where jeff put it in the tree she looked at it but looked up away from it never saw it mm -hmm. and then had a had a confessional right afterwards where she said i feel like it's right in front of my face and i can't see it and we're all sitting at home going yep it is right in front of your face and you can't see it. It's right What's there. What's wrong with you, uh, idiot? It's right it. there in this yeah, whole island of trees. How do you not know it? Yeah. You're not watching it. How are you like not us? seeing the little paper? As we're saying there with our popcorn and our drink, like yeah, exactly. judging her from like afar. Yeah. Comfy. Yeah. 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 Um, and then the third one is uh, Nasir not just chucking that sandbag on. And I, as I watched that, I was like, that sandbag is not going to stay. And then sure enough, they showed it and did the ding mm -hmm. to tell you that it wasn't there and that something went wrong. Kind of amazing race style i think that is mm -hmm. um 
Yeah. And it, it, if you want to play a good game of survivor, you better pay attention to detail because you mm-hmm. don't know when you're going to need to. Yeah. Um, and, I, and they didn't, but they won the challenge anyways. Exactly. I uh, just, because I've played the role of the host in survivor at home now for three seasons, I do always wonder what Jeff is thinking and how much is planned and how much is him just making decisions on the spot. Cause so a scenario like that, do they say before, do they run through every rule of every challenge and say, Hey, what if someone goes, Hey, what if the bags, like they put them all there, but one kind of just slides off cause the, they're awkward shapes. And does that still count, you know, or is that him just going over and saying, uh, no, I'm going to say this doesn't count. Right. Cause I've done that in, as you know, in the survivor at home where someone yeah. will challenge a rule about, one of the games on the spot, like, ah, this is my decision. I'm going to, I'm going to make this call right here. Do you think, do you think they, they planned all those details? In that situation, I think they knew that that was a rule. All sandbags have to be on the platform, Mm -hmm. but I also think in Jeff's credit and your credit as well, but in Jeff's credit in survivor, he's really good at thinking on his feet in situations Mm -hmm. and we'll just come up with whatever they had a tribe once um who lost i think they lost their flint or broke their flint and they came up to trade and he basically held, held them for ransom yes. for them to get a new flint or you have in season 40 when adam wanted to take the fleur de lis off the oh, voting podium or off the podium and and he played that perfectly um yeah. he in goes that moment where he, he goes, said to him sorry go ahead yeah yeah Oh no, go for it. Cause you, you got it queued up. Go for it. Well, I, I mean, just, I, I mean, shout out to Adam. One of my favorite players of all time that everyone was watching and rooting for Adam that that was an idol. And he goes, Jeff, I'd like to play the idol on the, on the, on the podium. And Jeff goes, this, you think this, you, you want to play this as an idol. You think in, in plain sight, we've hidden an idol for everyone to see and, and hear a travel cancel. And I goes, yeah, I'd like to give it a shot. He goes, this, is not a hidden immunity idol and just everyone's on the edge of the seat and adam goes well, at least they give you. it a shot and yeah. i think at one point when adam had given up i think he also said the line you're convinced it's not an idol to mm. adam and that was just like oh it gave everyone hope of oh he might be right he might be right and then broke everyone's heart again yeah. and adam got uh, yeah got booted right there oh man we we're all um, yeah we've seen adam. a couple yeah. of examples yeah yeah we've seen a couple of examples though of of jeff being good at thinking on his feet and, and being aware um, but I do think in that situation that that was a rule that they had set that all of those have to be, maybe they didn't go over it, but they just had set that, that all the sandbags have to be on that platform. And if one doesn't make it, right. um, you've got to do it. And they've had similar challenges like that yeah. where all the sandbags or all of something have to be on, on a platform like that. So I think he was prepared for that situation. Yeah. I love that stuff. We can get more into that in a future episode, right. but just the role of man. Jeff and obviously 41 yeah. seasons, the guy knows what he's doing. He's, he's, he's a legend. He's, um, man. Go he's, back and listen to the first couple of episodes of season one. And then now, and it's a lot of growth there and he's, they've done it. The whole show's done a great job, but um, back to the puzzle, would you go for a puzzle knowing yourself and also knowing the pressure on puzzle makers? Yeah. Or puzzle it, doers. It depends. So in the first challenge of the season, Never in a million years, ever, ever, uh, especially when there's a choice to do like, all right, some people need to be in the water or pushing the cart or whatever it is. Uh, never in a million years. So just It's just the risk, risk, reward. Jeff, again, asked this on social media. It's just not, it's not worth it. That early on, people are looking for an easy target. Some, some excuses. Brad goes and says in front of them at, afterwards, you know, they mess up on the puzzle. So let's vote those two out. One of those two. Um, so no, I personally would never do it. Um, puzzles. I mean, is anyone really good at puzzles? Let's just say that. Like they always talk about, yeah, you know, I'm pretty good at puzzles. Like, or what are we talking about? Like you sit at home, like on a rainy day, we have a cup of tea yeah. and do a, a thousand piece puzzle. Um, you know, no, who has ever in their life practice a puzzle like these kind of puzzles in different scenarios. Um, so I always find that interesting because really like, you don't know what you're getting yourself into when they say puzzle. These are like little no. sculpted things that go together. This one was really cool. Yeah. I love the the design this of it. This one looked cool. Yeah, but uh, you know the one if I if I were to see it before those slide puzzles where you kind of shift them in the, and they can't come out. Yeah, I've always been weirdly good at those. And but I mean again, I'm talking like in the dollar store, right? I've done the dollar store version, <laughs> Toys R Us. So I don't know if it's a survivor game with a million dollars on the line. 
you just gotta you gotta yeah. you gotta play play the odds and that to me is just a time where you go it's not even if i win it like no one at the end is gonna go hey remember that time i did that one puzzle you know that that's 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 very unlikely that that's going to be a key piece of your resume unless unless and maybe there have been players like this that throughout the season are known as like a clutch puzzle person i'm sure there have been a few who yeah. kind of step up to bat and do it time after time but to me there are just other routes to go and i would take those so no i i would not i would not do that puzzle yeah. but um uh, and and you got to feel for the girls they're just that puzzle piece lost in the bag um I mean, just those, those are the things you look back and you got to watch. You're probably, they're probably watching that with their family and friends. Yeah. Like just like the simplest mistake that could have happened to anyone. And you're just like, you would just, yeah. you'd be laying in bed thinking about that every night for the next 10 years of like, how did I not just look yeah. in the bag, you know? And every error, every error is so magnified because two tribes are going to tribal council off of that. So you can, you can, in previous seasons with three tribes, you can, you're okay coming in second. You're fine. You can, right. you can make a small mistake right. and maybe you don't get as big as a reward, but you get a miniature immunity idol and you head back to camp and no one goes home. Not, not this time around two tribes out of the three go to tribal council off of that. And so every small mistake is magnified. I mean, there were two big mistakes in that, in that challenge. And one of them was able to survive out of it, but mm -hmm. losing that one in the, in the bag is that's a that's a tough one oh, it's and heartbreaking man it's it's the way it goes it is the way Survivor it goes for you yeah and then yeah. as i as i alluded um, to brad just like so cutthroat when he gets back and they're talking yeah. and they uh and he, they ask him he just like right in front of them just throws their names out just kind of this old school i think oh. it was sarah that said um you know he's playing like the old seasons right uh just yeah. just being honest and up front with people but I thought that was a gutsy yeah. thing. I thought I thought that would put a target actually on Brad's uh, yeah, back. And I think he he gives off that old school kind of vibe in the mm -hmm. in the game, and that's someone who I think he'll stick around until maybe around emerge time or just before. But um, it'll be it'll almost look like the game has maybe passed him by. Although that mm -hmm. being said. There wasn't anyone that I come out of this episode and go, they don't know what's going on. There's a couple of people who are quieter, Erica being one of them. We didn't get to see a lot of her in the episode, but she's really quiet. But I think that's more, she didn't get highlighted. Her team didn't go to tribal. She'll, she'll, we'll catch up to her a little bit later in the, Except, in the show. Except, I think, like just a little sidebar, a shout out. I think Erica is one of two players from Toronto, Canada, Canada where we are yes. uh, from the GTA Toronto area. So shout out. Uh, to her and who's the other one is it shan, uh, shan. the pastor shan is from shan yeah shan is a pastor in uh, in toronto amazing we gotta we gotta look her up see if she'll come on survivor yeah. home man yeah, yeah. that's yeah absolutely cool. get shan, on, if you're listening uh, we'll be in touch soon yeah, yeah. um and but yeah, yeah so we'll, shout we'll, out to them but we'll you're right they, and, and i think um i think erica was one of them that said she was actually going to be on the season during COVID, and then that got canceled is that correct that's right. I do remember that from the beginning of the episode where she was talking about the disappointment of it getting can understanding, but disappointment of getting it canceled. And now uh, she were they there? Were they probably did they go to Fiji? I I don't think so. Okay. I believe it got canceled before they left because they usually, from my understanding, they film in April and May, and the pandemic hit mid March. Okay. Could so you imagine I that? Believe, I don't know that hundred percent. Taking the plane all the way there. I think she said they were a month. Yeah, okay. you're they were a month out like before, and wow. then it all got canceled. Wow. Um, okay, as we keep going, twist it tribal shot in the dark. Mm -hmm. You can risk your vote for safety, but you only have a 17% chance of safety. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that twist? When is the best time to do it? Mm -hmm. Okay, first. Or is there a good? Let team? me say. So Vochi chimes in and says, "Well, actually, Jeff, it's a sixteen point seven. Yeah, that's right. And then the best thing on Twitter, if you don't follow Christian on Twitter, remember Christian from a few seasons ago? Yeah. Uh, like yep. a fan favorite. Someone actually tweeted him mm -hmm. saying, like, if you're gonna call out Jeff Probes about the mathematical odds, you gotta go sixteen point six 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 six. Am I right, Christian? 
And Christian replies, I would still be there to this day doing this, the, the, the sixes, like just an, infin- an infinite six. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I, that was awesome. Yeah, follow Christian on Twitter for sure. There's a few really good former Castaways. Right he was, I mean, Christian was one of the best. I, I think everyone wanted him to win yeah. that season, but he just, he was too good. He was too good. Kind of a yeah. Cochran almost type Um but uh, couldn't pull it off anyway. Yeah, so yeah, that, so the odds 16.6 to the infinity. Um, I mean, I see both sides of the coin of, of this on one hand, I love it. I love the chance because, and especially early in the game, uh, we've talked about this with our survivor home event, just the, 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 the first people to get voted off. It's so arbitrary. It's the most random thing. We had our friend from Germany playing in our survivor home event. She gets voted off first. Like, that's so crazy. Uh-huh. Like, like it's just, and it sucks. It sucks so much, but that's the game of Survivor. So I like that there's a shot in the dark. If someone knows even early on their names on the block, sure. Like throw, throw that out and save, save yourself, or maybe even down the line interrupt, you know, uh, yeah. uh, there's, there's just a majority that no one can stop and you throw a Hail Mary and it works. I, yeah. I love that on the flip side, I would feel bad if, 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 you know, someone orchestrates a really great move, a huge blind side, a big play in the game, and someone plays that and just screws that all over anyway. That to me, be like, oh, that sucks, you know? So it really just depends on the context. If it's someone I like and it benefits them, I would, I would think it's good. And if it, and if it screwed them over, I'd be disappointed. So how, how about you, Jordan? What do you think about that? Yeah. I just think that in this, in this age of survivor, so many times, everyone thinks they're pretty safe if i'm going to do the shot in the dark i've got to know that i'm going home mm-hmm. in, in my opinion i've got to know that everyone's going to vote for me i don't have an idol in my pocket it's my last minute desperation because my ability to to vote and cancel out someone's vote for me mm-hmm. is stronger in my opinion than 17 percent of safety right um and the risk of losing my vote for nothing to me far outweighs the chance at safety, unless I know I'm, I, I'm done. It's my, it's my hail Mary shot. It's, right. it's the last chance I get. Um, like using the example of when I got voted out of uh, my last season of survivor, I knew I was done. I didn't have an idol. I was told I was going out and there was nothing I could do about it. I would right. have done it in that scenario because I knew right. that, but others who get blindsided or even partially blindsided where you go, it's going to be close, but if this person goes my way, it's more important for me to cancel out someone else's vote Mm -hmm. than to lose mine for nothing. Mm -hmm. Yep. I agree. It's a really, it'll be really interesting to see how used. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It'll be interesting to see how it plays out in the season. If there's any moments where that, because it's the kind of thing where it might not do anything all season or it may, it may come in, at a crazy time and just turn the game on its head or save someone that everyone thought was going home it it would just be tough if i'm in a tribe of eight people and i do that don't go safe and i get voted out four three right i would have been safe or at least had a shot at a tie and then moved on from there instead i lost my vote i lose out on a four three vote right and i'm out of the game i don't know if i could live with that right yeah. 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 We'll see, man. I'm excited. I mean, I love it. I love every, yeah. we said at the start, 10 out of 10, both of us for the season, just yeah. because of fun. these, all these new elements. I mean, they, they, and I love what Jeff says every season and this one, maybe more than ever the first time in a while. Anyway, it, it is, it's an experiment. It's a social experiment where they're trying stuff. Some stuff might work. Some stuff might not. Uh, but you just throwing 16, 18 people here together. Um, playing for a million dollars, different walks of life, this great community. And yet again, the game of survivor just forces you to, to, to push to the end. And, and, and there's only one winner. So I I'm really excited. Uh, let, let's talk a bit. We're almost done here, but let's talk about yeah. the, the, the tribals. Then we had a double tribal to kick off the season. What is, what's your take on yeah. what happened? I like when they do double tribals, when two, um, back-to-back tribals you get to hear kind of what's going on the first tribal is always interesting because a lot of people want to beat around the bush and you don't know where everyone's going to land the most important thing about any first tribal in survivor 
is for me having played at home which is not the real thing but is a lot of fun um you gotta vote together in your first tribal it should be a unanimous vote um, and i'm just looking here to see if that was the case and it was the case on the abraham vote he got voted out five to one so mm-hmm. everyone who survived that tribal agreed with each other to vote him out sarah did not go out five to one mm-hmm. Jeannie voted for ricard Mm-hmm. Um, she went out, she still had four votes against her, but that means that Jeannie was left out of that vote or decided to go against what everyone else was doing. Mm-hmm. And that's to me in the first episode, sorry, Abraham and Sarah who get voted out first, but that's the more interesting part is what does Jeannie do now? Cause theoretically she's on the, as they call it on the bottom mm-hmm. of the, of the, of the tribe. Um, and that's always interesting to see the other part that we saw with this tribal is a live tribal what do you mm. think about live tribals because it is a mixed debate in the it is a community. debate yeah it's a good question jordan i i saw like again on twitter i uh i think it was eric and Reich, eric reichenbach um and he said he hates he, you know he doesn't like it they should they should get rid of that i i love it man i don't know why you would not enjoy seeing last minute drama it's like fourth quarter overtime you think you think something's happening i i think it gives you more insight into these mm-hmm. the strategy of like who are we actually voting for um and and again shan uh when i think it was jr comes over and, and he's to say i'll do whatever you want to shan um and then sarah comes over and and she goes do you need do you need some space and they go yeah and she i guess that's they were talking about her and then shan goes to uh, sarah and says um you know, she Sarah says, "Do I need to play my thingy?" I think she said "thingy" or my little thing, meaning the yeah. the sixteen point six percent odds. And she goes, "No, no, right. no, you don't need to do that." Uh, I love that. And even even Jeff, Jeff is the best man. Jeff, if you're ever listening to this, just know you're very loved um, by us here yes. in Toronto as well. But he's talking to Jr. and he goes, "Jr., does this concern you at all? Like what's happening right now as they're talking, as Jr. is talking to Jeff." Does this concern you that yeah. they're speaking? And he goes, Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, and then they he's like, <laughs> yeah. we, and then JR is great too. He goes, like, is, are we doing this? Like, are, all right, let's go. And they get up. Yeah. So I don't know how you don't enjoy that from an entertainment fan purpose. I yeah. just I I I get like giddy as a child watching that yeah. scene unfold. The other thing, the other thing now for me that makes it makes a difference now versus previous seasons with these live tribals is that. I think they have might they they survivor the show now accepts it and expects it mm-hmm. and they put microphones in and around those players or on those players where I don't think we had that before or at least they weren't turned up so we could hear when JR is having that moment with Shan it sounds like he's yelling into your TV, out of your TV. I know, screen. I know. I was like, Jared, um, say quieter, man. Say quieter. Loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was loud. But you could hear every single thing he was saying. Yeah. Whereas in previous seasons, you look at Adam talking to Jeff while everyone's talking behind him and you have no idea what's going on. This time, we we could hear what they wanted us to hear. And they obviously make their cuts and and keep some things out. And mm-hmm. any, any TV show does that. Um, but we could hear what what was going on and what those conversations were like to to build and form our own opinions and then see what happens once the vote comes and you alluded to it but shan looking sarah right in the eye and saying no you don't have to play it and then and knowing full well that she's going out shows you shan is doing what she told us she was going to do she's going to listen she's going to sit with you and and talk with you but if she's got to cut your throat and survive her so be it oh man beautiful play yeah um i guess we'll finish off just with a question asking about just early impressions and uh, we don't know anything here we haven't done i i hate spoilers i would never look them up so if you're listening don't worry we have not heard anything at all we're just fans of the game but jordan first to you what what do you think Who, who is your kind of your first impression first someone that you you like and maybe also someone that you yeah. kind of you don't think will do too well in the game yeah yeah so i think in this episode there were two people for me that stood out as good um the first one is shan stood out as really good she had a controlling episode she knew what she was doing she actually she told us what she was going to do at the beginning of the episode and then she did it um uh, at the end of the episode and then the other one although i'm a little bit more nervous about him is is danny 
Uh, I really like the way he plays. He's got that good guy mentality. Mm-hmm. My only fear with him is if he goes a little bit naive in, in the game and not trusting people. Uh, but for now, he's playing that good guy. He's trying to get everyone to trust him, and he did a good job of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there aren't too many, uh, too many players that had any bad light on them. Tiffany looking straight at the advantage and then not getting it is a bit of a tough look for her. Um, and we'll see how she bounces back from, from that, even though she probably, she wouldn't even know that she missed out on that, but uh, the show highlighted it. And that's a, that's a tough look to miss out on an advantage, pay attention to detail, take a look. If she had a look two more seconds, she would have found it and she, Mm -hmm. she missed it. So that's a, that was a tough one to watch. What did you think? Do you have like one or two good, good and bad um, experiences for players tonight? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good question. I, uh, I mean, I, just as a fan of the game, there were a lot of players that excited me. Um, and just my personality, I do have a hard, I get so attached just to the different stories. Like as they tell the story, I'm like, yes, I like the people you're putting in the spotlight here. Um, so I, just as a whole, uh, the cast looks great, but if I had to pick a couple, um, I, I'm always intrigued. I, I don't know if this is someone I think will win, but I'm always intrigued by, the, the people who have a story of success outside of the game and how they play that. So Danny coming in uh, being an ex NFL player and he, and they even ask him like, are, are you, are you a football player? He said, no, I made it to the college level, but that was it. I coach youth football, but I, I, I am always intrigued to see how would someone like that do? Like if, will he go far? And, and if people, if, and when probably people find out, um, that he's been an F you know, an ex NFL player, he's likely made a lot of money. Like, will he go, will he go far in the game? So I thought that was cool. And as I said it earlier, I just, I really liked how he just put himself out there. It's different how I would play for sure. But a couple times in that first episode, putting yourself out there, uh, kudos to him. So I'll throw Danny's name out there as kind of an early uh, favorite to go far, if not win this game. And then someone who, uh, I just don't know how they would do. Um, I'm going to say probably on the uh, Yas, is it Yassi tribe? Am I saying that name right? Yes. Yes. Yassi. Yassi. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I would agree with you with Tiffany. I just think um, really likable, really friendly. It was actually really cool to see her behind the scenes, that video. It seemed very candid too, where she was uh, saying, I'm going, it seems like she was a last minute addition. Um, but always when those players who just seem like they're riding along a little bit and aren't quite in the know until people tell them, I just think like, unless they, unless she makes a big decision to say, to really take her game into her own hands, I don't see her uh, doing winning. Maybe she'll go far. She'll be brought along really, again, really likable, but I don't see her uh, making it to the end, but overall truly a great cast. Cool to see the three tribes. It's always a, a risk, I guess, because of the small numbers. And, mm. but I think they just did, they knocked it out of the park with this first season. Yeah. So I'll, I'll turn it over to you, Jordan, just kind of closing thoughts Yeah, uh, for this yeah, first episode. Last thing that I can think of is I don't, I don't know if we've ever seen a season before where 85, 90% are outright super fans of Survivor. And they are they they're hitting the ground running. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the times in the first episode of Survivor, you the game hasn't really started yet. Someone makes an obvious mistake that gets them voted out. Yes, um, you see it all the time. Usually, the first or second person that gets voted out, or there's the clear reason why they got voted out. They made a huge mistake or did uh, kind of an unwinnable play and got voted out. And that didn't really happen here. Um, little bit blind as to exactly why abraham and sarah got voted out but they did and and that's that's the way it goes there are obviously little reasons um or even with the puzzle challenge but everyone seems to be a super fan which is really cool because you've seen people going to survivor with not the most knowledge or not outright super fans and these people are excited to be there Mm -hmm. and it's the most diverse crowd we've ever seen on survivor yeah, it is a lot is. of different stories and backgrounds of everyone which is cool to see survivor survivor doing that and we'll see how that ends up with the uh, with the results of the season mm-hmm. awesome man well hey this has been yeah. a lot of fun um yeah, yeah anyone listening in we're gonna do this every week usually the night of and, and posting it the next day um yeah so obviously there will be some spoilers as you take part but uh thanks for being a part of this jordan thanks for initiating this idea the former champion at survivor at home and hey maybe one day we've seen two toronto 
contestants. I'm excited to see how they're going to do in the real season. And maybe one day one yeah. of us uh, will be there or one of our friends as well. So see you guys yeah. next week. Thank you Looking for uh, listening it. in. Catch you on the next one.